the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you for tuning in. I hope we have a good show today. I think the Lord's blessed me with so many messages, and I just I give Him praise and glory because this is His show. You know, the flow in my life is sometimes I'm I'm uh, nobody's behind me, and maybe that's the best way. But uh, let's let's open up this show with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I give you the praise and the glory for this day. Bless me, lead me, guide me, touch me, direct me, show me the way and the will. But let each and every one of these listeners learn and grow. And do the best thing and be the best person they can for their lives. Help them absorb every bit of this and use it and be able to teach it to their friends and their family. And ask this all in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. By the flow. What's the flow? The flow of this show was nobody was for me. I mean, zero. I didn't have anybody partner up with me. Nobody. Everybody thought I was nuts. Everybody thought I was crazy. Everybody said, don't do it. Don't waste the money. It costs money to be on this radio show, and that's why we ask for sponsors, and I've got a few but not many. Uh, and if you'd like to sponsor the show, prove the community you want the best for them. Uh, give me a call on my mobile. Uh, I'll give it to you two or three times, get pen and paper. Hello, Donnie, Robert, and hello, Donnie and Johnny. And so, But nobody was behind me. Nobody wanted to flow with me. Nobody wanted to help me. Nobody wanted to encourage me. And then I went to radio stations, and they thought I was nuts. They said, hey, what's going on? We don't want you on our station. You might hurt our advertisers. And so finally, one person made one call, and I got in on a station. But they didn't even believe in me. They just wanted my money. And it's lots in this situation. It was it was pretty crazy. So they put me on at 5 o'clock Saturday morning, and they're thinking nobody's listening to me. And the third week, I blew the phones up. Why? Everybody drives a used car. Everybody loses money on vehicles except for car dealers. Uh, why do car dealers successful? Stop and think about this a minute. If they're making money and not losing much money on what you drive, and they're successful and they can buy these hundred billion dollar businesses and build these forty billion dollar a million dollar you know uh dealerships they're making money on their ride while you're losing money on your ride but this business has changed i I talk about the changes the last four five six years and they are tremendous hello weston uh weston's running for county commissioner i believe so uh and so what what makes us tick? What makes us think about what's going on? And so when you've got a salesman and they don't get too big, too prideful in trying to outdo everybody, they're successful because they've got the money. they got the money. They don't lose the money on their driver. You're losing constantly. And how many of them you got? I was talking to a gentleman the other day selling me a vehicle. He's got four cars. And it's just it's down to him and his wife. Well, they had two spares, a spare for her and a spare for him and a toy and this, that, and the other. So, I mean, you know, how, what does it take for us to get around? What, how much money do you want to give away on the loss of a vehicle? So that's, that's just a thought. But what I'm, what I'm going through is who's behind me and who's not. Who, who wants me to go forward? Hello, Ori. And so do you want to go forward? Do you want to get the best? Do you want to be the best? you want to be able to give out? Hey, give us a call in here, 210-340-9585. No dumb questions, 210-340-9585. 
give us a call. There's no dumb questions. Love to talk to you. Love to explain what's going on. And so many times, just like that gentleman last week, I talked to them after the show. They went in to buy a new truck, and they bought a GT Mustang. They didn't. They went in with thirty-five thousand dollars and walked out with nothing. Well, they got them a new Mustang. They paid almost six hundred a month for ten months, so another six thousand. Now they're at forty-one thousand, and they still owe twenty-four thousand. So now we're at, you know, sixty-six thousand dollars. Sell it for thirty-three thousand. Gonna cost them around thirty-three thousand for ten months in a Mustang GT. Hey, can we push your button? Hey, come on in here, Bubba. We're going to sell you a new truck. Can you drive out with a GT Mustang? How strong is that salesperson? 80% of the people that walk into a dealership end up buying something they don't intend. How strong is that? Well, think about that. 80%, and this is one of them. Now, think about the money they've lost on this vehicle. And they've, they're going to have to change out and get something else. And maybe they can't afford that new truck they went in. They could have with 35000 down. Hold on, Mike. Uh, with 35000 down, they could afford it. Maybe with losing 33000 on this Mustang, maybe they can't buy a new truck. I don't know. That We're trying to work that out. We're trying to help the people trying to get them to understand what's going on. You know, I was at the car auction uh, Wednesday. I, I go to a lot of auctions. I do a lot of selling there. Uh, I watch the market, understand the market, trying to figure out what's going on. I live and eat and breathe this business, have for, you know, like I said, 56 years. And I had a guy that used to work for me that runs a big store, and he's a manager and has been there for years. You know, and uh, we were discussing the market on low miles, nice cars, which the market is is still strong. There's not enough low mileage nice cars out there. And we were discussing, he said, well, if the listeners listen to you, they won't buy nothing from me. I said, now hold it. You you tell the truth. I know how you run your operation. You make fair money. You don't rip them off. You don't make the big money that some of these dealerships try to do. And I said, you're taking it the wrong way. My sponsor on my other show, uh, Covert Auto Group that I help people get new cars from. I said they love my show because they know if you know the difference, if you know how to buy, you'll buy from them and continue to buy with them because they tell the truth. They don't rip you off. They don't key you in the F&I department. But, you know, they're fortunate. They've been in business forever and everything's paid for and they can handle everything. And so, you know, they want to continue to treat people right. Some dealerships don't want to treat you right, but you treat them right. And, yes, you're working, but you've got to see the whole picture. We want dealers to make money. We just don't want you to get ripped off. We want dealers to make money, but we want them not to switch us into something that we can't afford. They know the difference. They know when they bury you. They know when you've got too much payment. They know when that car is not going to work for your family. Hey, I mean, you know, when you get 70 years old and these people are past 70 that bought that GT, not easy to get in and out of that car. They need something more comfortable, something that'll fit, something they'll carry, something they can travel in. See, and when when you get into that dealership and we push your button on your desires, your emotions, and something, oh, man, that you think's the greatest thing on earth, you know, that's when you make that mistake. That's when it costs you a lot of money. That's when you buy something you don't intend to buy. And so, you know, the question of the day is, the greatest thing we can produce is character. Everything else can be taken away from us. Our character. And what's, what is loyalty? Loyalty to our families, loyalty to our budget. Good morning, Byron. Loyalty to everybody around us. Hello, Brett. Loyalty. What, what's the main issue? What's the main factor in loyalty is character. You know, if your character's strong enough, you're going to stand beside somebody if you're, and you're loyal to them. But we can produce our character. We can work on it, but we can also lose it. My dad used to tell me, son, you know, your good name, you got to work on it. You got to keep it. You got to honor it. But you can lose your good name and never get it back. Sometimes you can work and get some of it back, but some people will never, ever trust you. 
in the car business, man, I'm going to tell you, man, what man makes breaks? It's a battle every day. So building and producing your character, you're doing your best, but, you know, you never know when something's going to break. Uh, they don't build these cars to last forever. They don't guarantee them for last forever. You know, if they, hello, Justin and Vince. And, and so if you think these cars are supposed to last two, 300,000 miles, why do the manufacturers warn them for 36,000 miles? Now, the ones that will warn them to 100,000 miles, they're desperate. they got to sell, and they're gambling. And they're gambling that maybe you won't change the oil enough so they can, if something happens, throw their hands up. And so, but they look at every value. Now, lifetime warranty, that's going to be a big deal, and it's getting bigger and bigger every day. And we talked a little bit about clutch. What is clutch? Clutch is the opportunity for you, the customer, to give a big figure, dealer make 300 a, a month, Somewhere in that neighborhood, that's, you know, 300 a month, about mm, 3,600 a year on your vehicle, and let you drive whatever you want to drive, switch as often as you want. Uh, you don't pay for nothing but gas. That's the price that monthly payments you make includes insurance, upkeep, breakage, maintenance, tires, whatever. You just pay one figure and you keep going. This is a new because of millenniums. This is because of the price of the cars. This is because people want convenience. See, these big independent used car lots all over town, and they're growing and they're getting bigger and bigger. They know that you want convenience. You want simplify your life. You want things to go easy. They want, you know, they'll deliver it to you. I've my my group that I sell new ones, and I'm talking about new Ford, Chevrolet, Buick, uh, Cadillac, Lincoln, Jeep, uh, Dodge, whatever you want new, I can get delivered to your your home. Well, these other dealerships, they don't have the service, the parts, and everything else. They don't have all this benefits, and they're selling used. Do you want to buy new or do you want to buy used? I've had some people call me and said, I want a you know a low mileage eighteen nineteen. Go buy new. Why? Hold it. I want to use one. No, 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 no. You don't understand. Good, clean cars are bringing plenty. You're better off due to interest rate, due to uh, what's available, getting exactly what you want, color what you want, everything what you want. I said, go, let's get you a new one. You know, they don't understand it. Buddy of mine called me. Hey, man. And I, I didn't think this guy could get financed. But, I mean, desperate manufacturers, desperate financing, needing more business, they they signed him up, and he's made his payments, which might be a small miracle. Uh, and he bought the truck. Uh, it was a it's a sixteen, but he bought it in seventeen. It was a leftover, and they got him financed and used the rebate. And so he said, "Hey, they they're gonna sell me a new car, a new truck, and get my payment lower." I said, "Well, what do you owe on your?" On your your truck, he said thirty three thousand. I said they'll sell you a brand new one for thirty three thousand. If you owe thirty three thousand, they're gonna sell you a new one. You're gonna pay some difference. How's your payment gonna be lower? It isn't gonna be lower. They, you know they've sold you that one for a lot of money to get you financed. They made all the gross profit. You've been paying on it for two years. Uh, he said, well, 32 months. He's been paying on it 32 months, and he still owes as much as what you can buy a new one. Wasn't that a great deal, folks? And now they they just want him in there to try to see what they can do, maybe push the months a little longer, put him in the new one, convince him at the same payment, they're not going to drop your payment. He, he said, well, I'm struggling with this payment. I said, they're, they just want you in the door. They want another opportunity to hammer you again. If you owe thirty three thousand and I can buy a brand new one for thirty three thousand like it, how is that going to work? Well, Steve said I don't know. He said, but they've convinced me that they're going to get my payment down in half. I said half. Man, can I say you land a park? Oh, I mean, you know, you believe that? They just want you inside the door to see what they can do. You know, it's just like they say, you know, they take these deals and they throw them up against the wall and see what sticks and what falls off. And he happened to stick once. 
I mean, I didn't when he was telling me he was bought a new truck. I couldn't believe that he got one and he got finance. His credit not very good, reputation terrible, uh, you know. But we're, nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. Things happen to me. I'm far from perfect. It, it just ask my ex-wives. And so, <laughs> you know, there's only two things I do wrong, everything I say and everything I do. And so, but nobody's perfect. We, do we have grace? I have grace for this guy. I have mercy for this guy. I like this guy, even though reputation's not good, even though he's got some issues. But, I'm, you know. Hey, we're all in this world together. Nobody's perfect. Now, his character, he lost. He ran over his character. He killed his character. And nobody trusts him. I mean, I know 30 people that don't trust him, you know. And so once you lose that character, you'll you'll start to dream and believe about anything. And he's believing that, you know, just because he won't tell the truth, somebody else is telling the truth. And in the car business, hey, what's John Wolf say? And he's a big car guy in Dallas. All retailers lie. I don't sure. I'm not sure that's correct, but most of them do. Give us a call here, two ten, three four zero, ninety five eighty five. That's two ten, three four zero, ninety five eighty five. Hey, and I'm I'm at H E B yesterday, and I walk out, and here comes a. A little 05 Mitsubishi Eclipse. And maybe I give the wrong impression about Mitsubishis because I had a call in from a, one of the listeners, it's a longtime listener, and she said, Randy, I've got a 05 Mitsubishi Eclipse with 150,000 miles on it. So, how long you've had it? She said, oh, About 10 years. How many miles on it when you bought it? It was about 60. And uh, so I said, uh, she said, no, it was about, no, I was wrong. It was, she puts on about 10,000 miles a year. So anyway, yeah, that's about right. And so I said, well, what's the concern? Well, you know, you, you, you don't like Mitsubishi's. I said, I, the Mitsubishi dealers rip you off. I said, you've heard my conversation about the hell damage storm that they got. They collected ten to fifteen thousand on the cars, and they knocked off two and three thousand. The people gave, you know, they made ten thousand per car, and the, plus the, they got fullness sticker. And then when the people realize they bought something they don't like or this, I said, but Mitsubishi owners usually have bad credit. If you got good credit, Mitsubishi dealers will run you off. Because they can't make as much money on a good credit person and or somebody wants to pay cash. I said, but you know what? Those cars are good cars. This guy had 270,000 miles on his yesterday, and he looked like a guy he drive pretty rough, and he don't take care of it. You know, I'm beginning to wonder what happened to 2007. It seemed like the quality of cars have slipped in Mercedes, BMWs, and a lot of other vehicles. Are they all trying to mass produce and out try to do each other? Are they all trying to, you know, they used to work about character, building a great car that would last. Now they don't care. Let's slam somebody in it. Let's build a bunch of them. Let's sell more parts. Let's get the service going good. Let's do this. Let's do that. You know, and so anyway, I told the lady, I said, the way you drive it, you drive it sensible, and you take care of it the way you maintenance it. I said, that car's got a lot of life left in it. I said, run it another two or three years. make. And she's listening to my show. She makes payments to herself because it's been paid off for a while. She's got some money stacked up, and she's not touching it. So she'll have cash to buy the next vehicle that she picks that she wants to buy. And so she's she's doing an excellent job. And I told her, I said, I'd stay in that car another two or three years and not worry about it. And this gentleman proved to me, and I got to thinking about it after I hung up the phone with her. Those old, old one to old six Mitsubishi Eclipses were good cars. Uh, my office manager Kathy had one; she loved it. And Kathy had a heavy foot, but she maintenance right, and it was a good car and stayed with her. And it was she put a lot of miles on it. So, but some dealerships with certain cars, Nissan right now. They're having a lot of problems with their vehicles. People are buying them. Lifetime warranty. Well, they'll figure out a way not to fix something. They'll, you know, or they'll overcharge you on on service and make you do things. All changes, this, that, and the other. 
I've I've heard charging some people eighty ninety dollars for a thirty dollar oil change. Well, I mean, you do that every three thousand miles, they're gonna gather up a bunch of money, put it aside. So if something does go wrong and you spend all the money with them, they got a lot of money to fix it. So nothing in the car business is free. There is no free deals. There's no unbelievable deals. And right now, some of these dealers are telling you seventeen or eighteen thousand off. Well, sometimes. There, several years ago, a good friend of mine is the best mechanic in this town, one of the best, called me up and he said, hey, I'm buying a new truck and they're knocking 10000 off. I said, great. I said, uh, what are they giving for years? And he said, 19000 I said, well, yours is worth twenty one. I'll give 21000 I said, they're not giving you enough trade. He said, yeah, but they're knocking 10000 off. I said, what are you paying for the truck? And when he told me, I said, uh, you're paying too much for that truck. I said, I can get you one cheaper than that. He said, but they knocked 10000 off. I said, well, what was the window sticker? And he told me they had added 10000 to the window sticker. And then they were selling it to him for full window sticker. We got him a new truck, 6000 cheaper, got 6000 off the window sticker at that time. You know, those deals go in and out, you know, and you got to buy today because we're not going to have these big rebates right now, no special deals. But anyway, so at that time, he wanted a new truck at that moment. And so, he's, you know, I got him a new truck, 6000 cheaper, and I gave him 2000 more, so he made an $8,000 better deal, and they were knocking 10000 off. See, I'm going to tell you, they'll tell hey, liar, liar, pants on fire. They'll tell you anything. You got to look. You got to shop. You got to understand. Once we put him together, we got him a new Dodge truck. He was happy. I took his truck and sold it to one of his best friends. Took care of both of them there, and super happy. Everybody needs to do a little effort. Research any of these unbelievable deals may not be unbelievable. Well, ninety nine percent of them are not right. Let's put it that way. So if you're producing your character. What's happening to character in the car business? It's not worth anything anymore. You know, love conquers all, and I'm working on a class, and I'm going to probably put it in my second book as the last chapter. Love conquers all, covers all, but are we loving people when we bury them and we lie to them and we put them in? Did they love the man that they switched him from a, a pickup to a GT Mustang? You know? Did, did they knew what they were doing? Did they know they hammered him? Do they knew that they were going to make so much money on it? We've got these people ex- dropping the extended warranty, dropping the gap, and they're, they're getting rid of it. It does not fit their lifestyle. Too many people end up with stuff that they don't need. Hello, Michael and Andy and Hector and Alex. And so too many people buy what they can't afford, buy what they don't intend to. Hello, Ricky Zeller. And so... They buy stuff because somebody pushed their button. Who pushes your button? Well, I'm going to tell you, your wife can push your button. You know that. Well, if she knows you and and car dealers are studying you, second half of the show, we're going to talk about ask the power questions. Here, I'm going to put it on Facebook. Ask the power questions. Yeah. They, hey, they study you so hard. They know how to push your button. They know they're going to put you all in there. You know, it's all, well, Alex is right. It's all about the money. It, money is their God. And it, they, it takes so much to open up these doors. You know, and I have I ran into a guy last night uh, right outside of my house. He's building a building across the street, and I was over there talking to him. And he's got a buddy that takes care of him. And, you know, and I know him because the guy used to work for me. I said, yeah, the guy never caused me no trouble. I like him. He's a good man. He's he's done well, you know. And so who do you know? Who do you who do you trust? You know, and he's bought several units from him. And he said, you must have trained him because it sounds like y'all think alike. And I said, well, we think about low overhead, making a living, not ripping anybody off, just trying to do the best we can. And remember, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. If I got a bad car, I'm going to tell you. I, I'll tell you about the state calling me up. Uh, maybe it's second half show if I remember or if I can fit it in. The state called me up and said, hey, you sold a, a truck that smokes. I said, I didn't even know it ran. I said, I sold it in a salvage sale. 
And they told me that where I bought it, it didn't run. And then the guy got on me, and he turned me into the state. And the state, I had the proof on it. And he said, this guy's an idiot. It's a car dealer in Michigan. I said, well, you know, he's bra- he's, his brain's frozen, and, and it's summertime. It just thawed out. Hey, this is Randy Adams. We're going to be off Facebook about three, four minutes. We'll be back on Facebook. Go to Facebook, Randy Adams. Uh, look me up. Also, we got open line, 210 340 9585, no dumb questions. And I'll tell you about my account manager here in KSLR, what happened to him. It's amazing what's going on in the car business. This is Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Give us a call. Hey, text somebody to get on, listen to the show, 6.30 a.m. And also, we're going to replay the show on Freedom 1160 at 1 p.m. today. If you want to listen to it again or tell somebody to listen to it, tell them 1160 a.m. at 1 p.m. today. God bless you, San Antonio. We'll be right back. Text somebody, call somebody, listen to the show. Thank you very much for tuning in. Hello, I'm Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Heard right here at 6.30, the word, every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly in the car business. You need any questions answered, give me a call, 830-708-4789. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM 630 KSLR. Hello, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com again. Thanks for tuning in. Text somebody or call somebody. Remember, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you can give me a call anytime. I get so many phone calls every week, but I love it. And if, if I don't answer, and I'll try to call you back. If you don't hear from me, please call me again. 830 you know, Proverbs, uh, I believe it's thirteen twenty says, walk with the wise and become wise. You know, the car dealers are wise in, in the business, but they don't want nobody else to know it. They know what's going on in the car business, but they really don't want the information out. They want you dumb, walking in there, pushing your button, ready to sell you and hammer you any way they can. Hello, Albert. And so you got to understand what's what's going on. In the car business, walk with the wise and become wise. You need to study your situation. Understand what's going on. Understanding is standing up under what you're you're doing. Understanding what you do, how the decisions are, what you're making. You got to know the good, the bad, and the ugly about the car business. And I got news for you: it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. It's not going to get easier. Overhead's going to go up. I'm not sure we're going to be able to afford insurance at all. On, on hail damage because it's going to be wiped completely out. But, you know, open lines here, 210-340-9585. It's 210-340-9585 because uh, there's a caller. Uh, the car business is, is, is costing too much money. Think about a new car, a new truck. Uh, I had some people tell me, said, yeah, they looked at one the other day that had a window sticker, a new truck, a 92000 I'll buy that truck in three, four years for thirty, twenty-five. you know, $60,000 loss. Well, I mean, you know, how, with a hundred, hundred and twenty, thirty thousand 130000 Right now, the market report, high mileage, high-dollar diesels have, are tanking. Nobody, everybody's full. Nobody's wanting them. Hey, and, you know, can you stand a $60,000 loss on your ride? Hello, uh, Carlos, how you doing this week? I talked to your people Hello. that bought the Mustang that intended on buying a, a truck, a Ford truck. No, they're, they're, they're still in the standby, Mr. Randy. Good morning to you. I hope you feel much better I'm now. I'm feeling great. And uh, the bless of your family, because I know you're passing for a little up and downs. And uh, thank you for the radio station and your sponsors. Yeah, by the way, this gentleman, Mr. Uh, Steve, yeah, he's waiting for you. He's, he's, right now, he's sick. You know, he's an old guy, and he have a surgery in the prostate. That's the reason. Well, the car question. dealers will make you sick of what you spend 33000 on a vehicle, lose 33000 on a vehicle in 10 months. <laughs> I know. No, but he yeah, had something else, I know. 
I have I have a friend there with me right now. This Jessica and Arturo and uh, uh, and Miriam too. Sorry. Uh, right now they're offering when they are announcing the TV they have already in 2020s. The new body shapes supposed to be. And they said the prices. What is what is my question is what is better to buy right now if you want to buy the twenties or the nineteens because they said it's cheaper to buy the twenties right now. Well, if there's no change in the car, you know, uh, you know, it's nineteens have got big rebates. Uh, we've got. And that's what the market change always happens around this time is because they're dumping the new ones on. we got 20s coming. But some dealers are still sitting on 17 and 18s, some de- and lots of 19s. And so it depends on the money factor and how much. Now, you got to remember one thing. Just like a buddy of mine uh, was telling me about his neighbor buying a, a brand-new 18 a Corvette. And, you know, and they knocked a bunch of money off. And he, he said, oh, he got a great, great deal. I said, well, an 18 Corvette is worth $40,000, and he just paid sixty for it. I said, now his worth forty. He just lost $20,000, you know. And so, you know, they, then he said, well, I didn't think of it this way. Well, he bought, he bought a two-year-old car now because the 20s are out. And the new body style 20s are coming. And so who knows what that's going to change and how that's going to change. But he bought, here's the good news about it, he could afford it. He wrote a check for it. There's two kinds of cars afford and can't afford. And, man, them can't afford are miserable. So with the rebates way up what a 20 cost, and if the rebates are big enough, buy a 19. If not, buy that 20 because it's going to be worth 2000 more the next three or four years because of the year. So, uh, you just gotta you gotta be ready for what's going on in this business and buy what you can afford. Now, you know, if it was at eighteen, they'll they'll cut back another ten percent because of the factory. But sometimes at eighteen, the lady that just had a she bought an eighteen and she, and it was wrecked. She bought a new eighteen about three months ago, and. She got a decent deal for a new car, but she got hit. And now she's fighting with the insurance company because she's got a 2,000-mile car that's totaled. And they're wanting to give her 18 prices. Well, she owes, you know, a brand-new car price. So she's going to take a big hit on this car, but and she didn't have gap. Uh, you know, I told her boyfriend to get gap on the vehicle for the next two years because if something happens just like it did some people ran into her wasn't her fault she's fighting with the insurance company insurance company saying well here's the book on an 18th it don't matter you just bought the car this is what you got you got an 18 well they're not treating that lady right but these none of these insurance companies these claims adjusters will treat you right so way up the difference. If there's $10,000 difference, $8,000 difference, I'd look at a 19. If the body styles are about the same and equipment's about the same. So look at, weigh it up. If there's any question, tell them, give me a call, 830-708-4789. Thank you. Other question, Mr. Brandy. Yes. Other question is, you know, the problem with Mr. Steve, you know, this person... Speak up, I can't quite hear you. Yes, buddy. Could you repeat what we have to avoid to do? You know, Mr. Steve, they have the principle to extend the warranty or the $3,000 more or something like that. When the car is brand new, we don't have to buy it, correct? Well, just like those people that bought that Mustang, they bought extended warranty, paid a lot of money for it, and it was under warranty. Now they're getting rid of it, so they'll get some of their money back when they cancel the extended warranty. And I told them to cancel it right away Monday morning. That was last Monday morning because that's going to cost them money. Because, you know, here you got a brand-new car. It's under warranty. I mean, they should warranty a brand-new car for 100,000 miles, but most of them don't. They sell enough of those Mustangs, so they only warrant it to 36,000 miles. Well, here they, they have six, 7,000 miles on that car, and, they're, and the extended warranty has never been used. They should get the whole amount back, but it won't happen that way. Uh-uh. The warranty company's going to make money. The new car dealer's going to make money. And they're going to end up with very little money. Quest, 
question. Uh, when you buy the car, you buy the already purchased the brand new car. Can you, after you have around 20,000 miles, 30, can you buy, go and buy the extended warranty? What, what I tell my listeners is wait till you're 33, 34, 35,000 miles before it runs out of warranty. Take it down to wherever you bought it. Say, all right, here it is. Fix anything that needs to be fixed under warranty. And number one, you're going to get hit by Ford, Dodge, Chevy, whatever you, whatever product you got. And there's other warranties. You can always buy it later. They'll say your warranty right now if you got 100,000 miles on your car. And you, you know they've got all. There's all kinds of warranties out there. They like, they love cash flow. They love cash flow, and that's what they they play with. They want all that cash flow coming in, and hoping they don't have to spend none to come back out. And they'll tell you, oh, we spent two me two billion with a B, two billion on fixing cars. They don't tell you they took in six billion cash. You know they forget to tell that part. And so, yes, you can buy extended warranty. Personally, I wouldn't buy one until I got 34,000, 35,000 miles on it. Send it through the shop, let them fix everything they can, get it back to me. And then if I want extended warranty, study it up. And also do your homework. Do the past history of that type of car, what breaks and what doesn't break, and see if you've got any problems. I had a buddy of mine call me on a vehicle, the way he drives, the way he takes care of a car. He said, would you buy extended warranty? I said, I wouldn't. I said, you've got a good car, number one. You take care of one. You drive it sensibly. You don't race it. You don't go around the corners. You don't slam on the brakes. You don't slam on the gas pedal. I said, you drive it simply. They'll last longer that way. These people that are slamming on their brakes when they run up the stop sign and gassing it again and, and not taking care of it and going around the corners too fast, they eat up brakes. They eat up tires. You know, drive it simply and sensibly. And it'll it'll keep going. Simplify your life. Take the issues out of your life. Take the hardships out of your life. Slow down and simplify your life. And things will be easier. You won't have all these headaches and all these problems. You won't have it in the shop all the time. Thank you, Carlos. Let me ask you. Yes, sir. Thank you to you, Mr. Randy. The last question right now. My friends, they have a little, you know, Google down payment, 5000 10000 It's better to, his credit is not bad. It's better. How much is, do you recommend for somebody to establish credit, you know, to make a good credit, to get down payment? The most he can have, or according, you know, I don't know which one. Uh, with five or 6000 I'd look for a five or $6,000 car. What I'd do. Okay. And, and work hard at it. But with bad credit, um, you know, the, they got a shop. Uh, I used to, and I still love Friendly Auto Sales. They're my buddies. Charlie's my buddy. And I've sold him cars for 40 years, and, he, and I think he's the most honest guy in buy here, pay here business. And he told me, he said, Randy, your customers are too tough. The customers might listen. If even with bad credit, with 1000 2000 down, Hey, car dealers love you. We love your cash, Bubba. Come on in here. But buy what fits you, not what they want to sell you. Buy here, pay here, guys, are experts in putting you in some junk that they need to get rid of. And with 2000 down, they say, oh, I can repo it. They're going to put a, a GPS in it so they can track you and so they can repo you right away. The days of you getting away is not very easy anymore. There's too many ways to find you. Then you got the repo people who are scarfing license numbers everywhere, on HEB everywhere, and so they can track you also. I mean, a skip is is almost, you know, non-existent anymore. So you do your homework, save up some ma- money, buy a good vehicle, don't buy something they're convincing. Do your homework on what you're buying. Uh, beat them up on the interest rate because you've got a lot down. Beat them up on the price. Make them price it right. I, I sold a car the other day. Some people, they, they, come, they were working me hard. I said, go shop. Find a, a truck this good for that kind of money. Well, they went out and cut two days later, come back and bought the truck. I said, I priced my stuff right. My overhead is super cheap, super low. I'm blessed, man. My cars are paid for. My car lot's paid for. And I'm healthy. What else is there? You know, and so 
that's that's the key, Carlos. To let make sure they go to work, do their homework, buy a good car, make sure the interest rates what they can live with, the payment they can live with, because they'll repo them. They're they're supposed to wait and send a letter out, but most of these buy here, pay here, lots will repo you the first day that you're late. I mean, one day late, and that's illegal. I mean. The, Car dealers don't pay attention to the laws. They could care less about the laws. There's so many violations you can't count them, and they could care less. So do your homework because you're going to get repoed. Okay, Mr. Randy. Thank you. I really appreciate it, Mr. Randy. Thank you for the radio station. Can well, we I appreciate you, you Carlos. You, you're out to help people. You're out to educate people. I know you listen to the show, and you're a good, godly man, and I appreciate what you do. And I know, I don't know how you connect with everybody. There's a sign, I'm from Mexico, ask me. I mean, you you know so many people. I know your family's from Mexico, but you're a hard work, hard-working, productive man, and I appreciate people that come to the country are like you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Randy. Have a beautiful weekend. God bless you. You too. And that's the key because, you know, you when you walk in these dealerships, ask the power questions right there. Man, now look at that article. They're ready to teach the car salesman. This is a car dealer. Hello, Cody Collier. And uh, I, rode, I rode by your place on River Road. It's looking good. Hello, Chad. And so the power questions, closed-in questions, closed-in questions, which can be answered yes or no. Yeah. See, they want it easy. Hello, Jim. Held to the minimum, only used when necessary. They don't. Hey, they want you to paint a picture. They want you to spill your guts out. Why? Because the more information we can get from you, the more we can understand you, the more we can push your button. You know, just like my, my account manager here. He he bought. I sent him the right place. He understands. He listens to my show. He made a good purchase, but he went in to get some service the other day, and amazing what a perfect car he bought. But now the service department wants to beat him up. They want to do things that don't need to be done. They want to charge him for something he could do. Uh, they did charge him. It was a battle, and he, we were having lunch, and he was telling me about it. And I said, "Hey, Baron, here's the deal." All dealers are that way now. They're training the service department to sell you. They're training the service department to upsell you, to fix things you don't need to fix, to overcharge you. They're training the people to put fear in your eyes so you'll trade the car. Here, you just bought that car. You love it. There's nothing wrong with it. But, hey, a few miles down the road, they like to start telling you, you know, you're about to spend a lot of money. It's time to get you a new one. They're getting 50, 60, 70,000 miles cars traded in. Why? Because they put fear in the customer's eyes that they're going to have to spend a lot of money. This business has changed so tremendously, and it's hello, Terry, and it's going to change more and more every day. Hey, what man makes breaks, and they love it, and they put fear in you. We got a telephone. Hey, if I break down, I pick up the phone, call somebody, and get it in. Open-end questions. Open-end questions cause customers to relax, expand their answers. More importantly, they provide the information you need to sell your products. Right there in writing, black and white. This is a car dealer magazine. You don't get these magazines. They don't send it out to the public. It gets back to they don't want the public. Hello, Charles. They don't want the public to know. They want to keep you in the dark. They want to be over you. But when it's their turn to buy something, hey, they know all the games. They want to buy the best product. They want to talk to the owner. They want free warranty. They want everything their way when they go in to buy something. But when you come in to buy something, remember, we, we, we play this game really hard, and we keep score with your money, and we win. Yeah, yeah, and the more money we get, the bigger winner we are. Yeah. Hello, Mike. So, power questions, icebreakers, needs discovery, service contracts. Man, they got it all in there. And then the magic word is one. The second magic word is one. When you ask the customer to single out one piece of information, their mind immediately starts a process of shifting through 
information like going through the box of index cards. Let's get the customer to thinking. Let's ask him to give us one answer so he can run through all this mind, get his mind mixed up. That's why so many people, you know, have have watched they they spin people. They get, they get your mind spinning where you don't know what you're buying. I have observed, and this is what is, this guy, this expert says. I have observed that either one person or on the video of hundreds of F and I deliveries and F and I managers. You remember that's finance and insurance. The F and I managers who ask quality questions end up asking. 20 to 30 questions as they process through the paperwork before the menu is is presented presented to the customer. They get prepared mentally, physically, spiritually for a battle for you. They look at your credit report. They listen to the salesperson. They look at the contract, and they're ready to make all the money you can. And remember, here we go again. I love Proverbs 13, 20. Walk with the wise and become wise. It's hard to walk with the wise in the car business when they keep it hidden from you. That's why you need to pray about it, and you need to study about it, and you need to understand. And Proverbs 1, 5, let the wise listen and add to their learning. A know-it-all is the easiest person to sell. You just convince him he's brilliant. You just convince him he knows what he's doing. He just convinced him that you can't beat him. And then you sign him up, and most of the time at the big, big profit. You know, so increase your levels of engagement, greater trust and openness in less time. Force the customer to think. Hey, force the customer to think. Create conversations and eliminate the presentation. Move customer to take ownership on their own conclusions. Sell the person to sell themselves. You know, customers naturally to lead to questions by you and both creates a helping environment as opposed to the selling environment. Creating a helping environment as opposed to a selling environment. Right there, that's what they're talking about. Hey, we're trained every single day to take advantage of you. We're trained to be the best. We got videos. Go to YouTube videos. How to sell a car, how to close a car. There's 150, 200 YouTube videos on training as a salesman. Maybe you need to go through some of them so you understand what you're you're going against. It's little old you walking into the Dallas Cowboys. You don't think so? Multi-billion dollar business. They're in a multi-billion business. $50 million building. They got all the managers, assistant managers, new car managers. They got all these people who are trained to sell. And you're by yourself. It's just like the Dallas Cowboys. They're trained to play the game. They're trained. They got trainers. They've got owners. They've got managers. They've got general managers. They've got everybody in this in this game. And this game of vehicles has got so huge. It's bigger than the sports. It's bigger than the Dallas Cowboys. You don't think so? Look outside and see what they spend every month. I was talking to these guys last night. These guys at Bill Billings, and he understands overhead. And the guy said, yeah, it costs a lot of money to open up these dealerships. I said, what do you think? He said, I don't know, a couple of hundred thousand a month. I said, that, that's utilities on some of these, keeping their, the mechanics cool. I said, it's a million and a half going heading for two million a month to make the money. You know, and you've got to understand that, you know, that you're walking with people who are wise, but you're not wise the truth is clear, but our ability to understand is imperfect because our emotions, our desire, and our pride gets in the way. You know, uh, Classic C says, meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Everything is meaningless. You know, sometimes I'm beginning to wonder, what is meaning in life? What are you doing with your life? How are you preparing your life? How are you, you ready to retire? How are you putting money up to re- Everything that we do sometimes is meaningless. Well, we, we've got to understand and examine. I'm really examining my life. I'm really examining. What I talk to you about, I examine. How I make purchases. It's kind of funny. I used, I used to love, and I still do, old cars and street rods and, and cars that people take care of and this, that, and the other. And I look at them today, and I still have, I like them, but I don't need them. You know, I don't need a toy. And I'm thinking that some of these people, you're seeing collections come up, 
and they're figuring out, you know, I got to pay insurance, I got money tied up, I got maintenance, I've got to keep, you know, trying to keep them going. Maybe we're, we're thinking about that. What works for you today? What are you doing with it? You know, if, if you're walking with the wise and become wise, are you studying what you're doing? Are you examining yourself? Are you doing the thing that you need to do? And it all gets back to, you know, but the worries of life, of this life, Mark four nineteen, the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things. Come in and choke the word, making it untruthful. The desires for other things, is that our problem? Have, have you got the desire for other things? I mean, does it, I, I had that problem. Man, I'd see something, I had to have it. I had a street rod, I had to be the best. I had to do the best. That desire for other things, if it, if you let the Lord take control of your desires, your desires won't put you in a trap, in a, in a, in a circle of debt, in a prison of, of uh, debt. They, we got to get our heads straight. Our head straights make us work. The more we think, the more we understand, we get, you know, take the, the pride, greed, selfishness out of our lives. When you take those three things out of your purchasing, you'll make better purchases. You'll be in control of your finances. Hey, I bought stuff that back pocket couldn't pay for years ago. I've made decisions and, and buys that my bank account wouldn't handle. I know. I've walked these shoes. That's why I talk to you. God bless you, San Antonio. Hey, 99% of addictions are tied to unforgiveness, mother, father, spouse. Forgive everybody. Get rid of that trash in your life. Turn your life over to Jesus Christ. Let him make a difference in your life so you can make a difference in other people's lives. God bless you, San Antonio. I'll see you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.